Hey, peace and blessings to you. My name is Jerry B. I am the Entree Musician and so are you. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Entree Musician Podcast. This is the space where we concentrate on the mindset, discipline, and focus of the Entree Musician. And today is no exception because today's podcast wraps up the first phase of our series on preparing which is actually how we're going to spend our time during the rest of this year as we look forward to 21, huh? What kind of year has it been for you? (laughs) Don't answer that. But we are preparing, preparing our hearts, our spirits, our lives, our families, of course, if need be, definitely our work and careers with proper planning, goal setting, and habit formation, which we will dive deeply into. So stay tuned to these next Uh, episodes as we uh, draw down this year. Now, in the first episode, we asked the question, who do you think you are? Remember, this question focused on our thoughts and how we use them in framing the course of our lives. Then we were blessed with a great conversation the following week with Michael Elsner, who, you know, although he didn't realize it, embodied our series within the context of how he built his music licensing company and his online course, Master Music Licensing. Go back and listen to that if you have not done so already. And by the way, we have three very excellent guests scheduled for the next couple of weeks that I believe are going to be very fitting for our goals as we float out this rather interesting introduction to this new decade. Now, we continued our series last week with the question, what do you see? This very important query forced us to reconsider not only how we view our vision concerning our lives, our family, of course, our work and others, but how we employ wisdom and insight, looking beyond what we see in order to build a sustainable life and career. So if you miss that episode, go back and check it out. And again, remember, all of these elements are substantial before we set about planning and and goal setting. As important as these are, often entree musicians put the cart before the horse and jump right into the doing without stopping to understand the why behind what's needed or what's expected or where the goalpost actually is. And if there's one huge mistake that I've made personally, it's definitely been this one. Now, some time ago, and I don't quite remember the podcast episode it was, but I shared that one of the seven major mistakes I've made as a band leader was that I did not plan. Maybe you remember that. And while that is true, a deeper component of that particular mistake is that I did not contemplate the why behind my plan. Author Simon Sinek right? His book, his great book, Start With Why. And I did not start with why at all. I started with what I wanted and then went about doing the things I thought were going to get me what I was after without even considering if what I wanted was worth it. You understand? If if the rewards or the consequences I would need to endure to get what I wanted was even worth it. I hope you get that. I hope that makes sense to you. I did not start with why. And that's a major mistake. And that's something that we want to see entree musicians, if it happens to be uh, a mistake for you, that we correct as immediately as possible. 
I mean, I can recall, and maybe I told you about this experience before, but it's definitely worth repeating. When I was recording my very first CD back in 2001 with my band Sound Doctrine, the CD is entitled Perseverance. Absolutely go check it out. It was our first CD, but we were recording away and we're about to finish up the final mixes when the engineer, Rick Wilmich, he asked me how I was going to promote the CD. <laughs> what? I remember, I remember that feeling. Promote it. <laughs> I had no clue. I had, I had no plan. What was in front of me was getting the doggone thing done, but I had not even given one single thought about what would happen once the pressing plant sent me the box of discs. Can you dig that? I mean, it took me another two months to even get a clue on how to spell marketing plan and put all of the components together. Now I'm a little bit wiser and I try as best as I know how to think through the process before engaging step one. So grab Simon's book, Start With Why. Always, before you begin any project, start with why. Hence, taking the important time to think and think and think again. Now, the importance of insight, as we talked about, what do you see? This for me includes sufficient research and to pray and listen to Holy Spirit so I can see clearly. So that's the thought process and the vision process. But today's focus is based upon our words. Yes, what comes out of our mouths? Often for most of us, and I hope this is not true for many of you, but many of us speak without thinking. Mm, wow, yeah, that's absolutely true. We tend to talk effortlessly, needlessly, and unfortunately, negatively without understanding the immense power of our words and their effect on absolutely everything about us. Our very lives, our health, our success, our family, our work, others we are in contact, whether we are in a personal or professional relationship with them or not, our words and the way we utilize them both from within ourselves or toward others have a profound effect in forming our destiny, hands down. Now, this is a tremendous topic and it is extremely important that we understand the very severe ramifications of how we use our words. Let me just pause for a second and unpack this point. See, it's like you and I are designed to be a triple threat. Our thoughts, our insight or discernment, our vision, what we see, and our words. See, one by itself is not necessarily more important than the other one, but as you allow them to flow in harmony with each other, you advance and progress and continue to enlarge your platform and your life. But if I had to choose one as a matter of prominence, I would believe that what we say, our words carry a tad bit more weight than what we see or how we think. Now, again, let me unpack that because words are the verbal manifestation of our thoughts and our visions. Our words shape and mold and create solid structures and seal in what we've said almost like a spiritual superglue. You know, so much so that the great revivalist John Kilpatrick teaches that when we've said something incorrectly or we've lied or we've used our words in ways that have caused harm, 
we should seriously recall each one of them. Listen, confess the wrong we have spoken, ask God to forgive us, and then break their power one by one by speaking, by commanding each word to be rendered ineffective and never wiggle again. Now, those are his words (laughs) to never wiggle again, to have no more life. And I have done this many, plenty of many (laughs) of times that I've had to say, wait a minute, I recall those words and I break their power because our words and how we use them is very serious stuff. Jesus Christ himself said that we would have to give an account for every idle word that we've spoken on the day of judgment. Can you imagine every idle word that comes from Matthew 12:36? So with that in mind, I am going to admit two things right off the bat before we unpack this very sensitive topic. The first thing is, I don't know if I can do significant justice to this very deep subject in the time that we have. I mean, there are so many resources to draw from, including scripture. I've, I've quoted some and, and, and I definitely have to quote some more. And there's so many great authors and thought leaders who have produced far deeper examples than I may be able to convey and explain, but I, I will do my best. But the second thing I also want you to know before we begin is that I want you to know that I'm speaking to you today with a very wide mouth. And by that, I mean, I have stuck both feet and my elbows directly in my pie hole many, many, plenty times. And and no, ma'am, no, sir, I have not particularly mastered this very important ideal. I have it. However, as I am sharing these truths with you, I am also talking to myself, okay? And I'm learning as well because the more I repeat and the more I listen to these invaluable hallmarks, I grow and that is my heart for you as well. So again, talking about our thoughts, talking about what we see, our vision, and talking about the words that we use. Let's grow together, okay? All right, here we go. Now, the first thing right out of the gate is to accept whether you have ever done so or not, accept how utterly, completely powerful your every word is. Again, again, we are so cavalier in our conversations. We do not consider the defining power of the words that come out of our mouths. When we consider, especially if you are a person of faith, that we are created in the image and likeness of the eternal God and that he created us for relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ, he expects us to use our words the way he uses his. Now, if you don't believe this, if you are not a man or woman of faith, and it's absolutely your prerogative. I just want you to consider the fact that this would have to be so. I mean, uh, for example, anyone who is a parent would want their children to adopt their principles and ideals and, and act according to the family dynamic, right? You know, how many times have you heard a father or mother say to their child or even their grandchild, now, now, Johnny, we don't talk like that, right? Or, or Tasha, we listen to the vernacular, we our family, we don't behave like that. You've heard that 
Now we've heard this plenty of times, no matter your system of faith. So again, those of us who are of the faith understand this principle and just to put us all on common ground, even using that example helps. So as people of faith, we understand that God, the creator who created the world did so with his words. Let there be light. Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Let the waters be gathered together under the heavens and the dry land appear. This is all from Genesis, right? Let there be lights in the heavens to divide the night from the day. Let the waters bring forth the creatures after their kind. Let the earth bring forth creatures after their kind. Let us create man in our image and in our likeness and let them have dominion over everything on earth. Now, quick things. I know you didn't come here for a Bible study, but I'm trying to say something about our words. Number one, in each instance, after God said, let there be, he then made it happen. And number two was man, the man he created was to have dominion. Okay, very important. Now you must be saying, Jerry, what the heck does this have to do with being a successful entree musician? The answer, my friend, is absolutely everything. See, we see that God created male and female. He blessed them and gave them important instructions on how to multiply and how to have dominion over that which he gave them. And then he provided them with everything they needed to do so. A place to live, responsibility, capacity, and on and on. This is incredible news, my friend. And later we see this man, Adam, not only giving names to the animals, but actually calling the female God created out of him, woman thus declaring her purpose and function and subsequently even giving her her name, Eve, the mother of all living. Now, remember last week, we said in our episode, everything that is created is created twice. It is first conceived as a thought. The person sees it in their mind. Then they usually, what, say it, and then they do it. Over and over, you hear someone say, I'm going to do this. And often you may hear someone else say, well, you know, that's never been done before. But if the person who said it is committed, says, well, I'm going to do it. You give them time. Sooner or later, it's done. At first, it may not be well done, right? Or it may be a preliminary or draft, but with more work and improvements. You know what I'm saying? But the question today is, what are you saying? In light of what I've just shared, have you considered the power and force of your words? Have you contemplated the truth that your words, your very words are spirit? Hmm? That what you say about you, your life, and your work literally sets the course for who you become and what you accomplish. In addition, and this is equally incredible, what others say to you, about you, makes a tremendous difference. Listen to this very carefully. See, what you think about yourself is absolutely important and transforming. What you see in yourself and for your life, absolutely important 
absolutely transforming. And what you say about you, again, extremely vital. But conversely, what others may think about you, not necessarily important. Sure, you want people to think well of you, but it doesn't matter what they think, right? You can still excel beyond their thoughts. And it matters not what people see in you. And again, you would want people to see you at your finest and each of us do all we can to present our most excellent selves so others view us at our best. But our success is not based upon what they may see or not see. Yet, listen, what people say to us about us can make a tremendous difference in how our lives turn out because what people, especially those closest to us or most influential in our lives, say to us about us can do significant and sometimes permanent damage. You know that's true. It's not what people think of you or see in you that matters. It definitely helps, but what they say to you matters most. And you, you've heard about the research that has been done time and time again, whether the research has been done with children or with animals or plants, you know, about praise being heaped upon a certain group and vice versa. There's this other group where insults, or shame, or humiliation was heaped upon them. And over time, what happens to each group? Each group separately, naturally responds and behaves according to the words that have been spoken to them about them. Now, how entirely horrible it is to hear a parent using the most foul language to their young child. Have you ever witnessed that? Makes you wanna do some things, right? Just think about the type of life that that child is confined to. Now, how much more the words you use about yourself, whether it's your personal self-talk or what you say to yourself about yourself out loud. Have you audited your own words recently? How many negative, curse-filled, destructive words do you use and how many of those do you use on yourself? Proverbs 18.21 says, The power of life and death is in your tongue, and you will reap the consequences of how you use your words. Listen, your own words can either be weapons of mass destruction or seeds of encouragement that build powerful institutions of blessings. Could it be that you have cursed your career with your mouth while diligently practicing your instrument every day, right? Or buying the best gear and showing up on time to every audition that comes your way. But actually, what you may have said to yourself about yourself and the words you've let loose to belittle your own soul or cast doubt or fear or worse, have actually hamstrung and sabotaged your own success. You ever, you, you ever thought about that? It happens every day. I know musicians and artists and singers and producers and creatives who do this to themselves every single day. Hence, I thought this episode very necessary. And I'm the one that says, hey, did you hear what you just said? <laughs> did you hear what you just said about you? 
about your career. This is your career. I mean, they use words and say things that impede their progress without realizing what is happening. And then they double down on it and, and they attribute their misfortune to bad luck or not knowing the right people or not living in the right city or any myriad of excuses that have zero to do with what's coming out of their mouths. Listen, entree musicians are more cautious. We're more aware. Again, it's, it's not to say that we've never said anything stupid. I told you my mouth is very wide, but we are more sensitive to the repercussions. So we try harder to filter our words. We, we self-edit <laughs> and we consider what's going to come out of our mouth before it does. Not all the time, but we do consider. And what about the undisciplined, unprofessional who feels that they have a right to talk to someone else any way they want to, especially if that person is under their employ? I mean, are you serious? You know, does that help you? Does that help the person you just put down? Obviously not. I mean, it's time to get serious about the words we choose to use daily. Obviously, negative, injurious talk to or about someone else poisons the atmosphere. It, it tends to destroy relationships about 99.9% .9 of the time, right? And it inhibits prosperity spiritually and pragmatically. And definitely the way you talk about you to you <laughs> is of utmost importance. You should be extremely careful to only speak with the highest regard about yourself, about your life, your goals, your, your dreams, your intentions, your work, your plans. And yeah, I agree. There is speech that is arrogant and ugly and conceited and narcissistic. And I'm definitely not talking about you walking down that street, obviously. But listen carefully. I believe most of us are attempting to be so humble that we go to the other extreme of not attributing any blessing upon ourselves or our gifts. And yes, what I'm saying is you should absolutely bless yourself. Absolutely. You hear me? You should bless your work. You should bless your art, your creativity. You should bless your mind just like you bless your spouse or significant loved ones, your, your children. You should speak blessings over the day in which you live. You should speak blessings over your home, your job, your car, your tools, your gear, your equipment, your, your neighbors, and even your enemies. Yeah, yeah. The Bible talks about blessing and praying for your enemies. This is how serious this is. I hope you're digging this. I trust that you will begin putting these words, positive words into action on a daily basis. In fact, start a brand new journal. Uh, the new year is coming up. Start a blessing journal, one where your positive life-giving thoughts and vision and words converge and you become known for speaking blessings over others and over yourself, of course. 
In fact, as we draw this episode to a close, I'm going to speak a blessing over you just to get the process started, okay? But first, I hope that you've heard the sincerity here and considered words that you have spoken, which have not been life-giving words to you, about you. And you would change this immediately. Just go ahead and change it. Start today. I am only going to use words over myself, over my life, over my work, which are going to be life-giving words. Have an accountability partner. Have somebody check in with you when you say, hey, look, I, I only want to speak this about myself and I'm going to begin doing so. And in turn, if you start with you blessing yourself, blessing what you do, blessing what you're trying to accomplish even. Hey, this is going to work. Hey, I'm going to do this. Hey, this project is going to be successful because I've thought about it, because I've seen it, and I'm going to speak life to it, and I'm going to cause it to grow because I'm going to speak earnestly and positively about what is at stake and what I desire to see. And you watch and you get an accountability partner and say, hey, if you hear me speaking negatively, you know, punch me in the teeth. <laughs> Maybe not that violent, okay? But do something. Uh, uh, make it a very practical consequence of you saying something negative and something immediately happens and that will help train you to be a person who is a person of blessing, who is a person who watches and guards and is sensitive and serious about what you say. So that's it. That's today's episode. And I want to ask you, if you would please, especially if this is your first time listening, and I want to remind you, if you've been listening for a long time, to tell everybody you know about The Entree Musician, about our website, about this podcast, about our videos on YouTube. Tell 14 people you don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tell everybody you hang out here at The Entree Musician. Like subscribe, share the videos, and definitely, absolutely engage. You can reach out to me directly at theentremusician at gmail.com, or you can text me at 330-718-JERRY, J-E-R-E, that translates into 5373. I have a 100% response rate, usually within 24 hours. So check me out. Let me know how you're digging it or how you dislike it. It's all good. I've had calls and emails on both sides of the fence. All good. But for the most part, we have engaged with each other. I've asked questions of you. You've asked questions of me. Uh, some of you have sent me some incredible music. Some of you have sent me some stuff and you know what happened. You became an interview, right? Linda Mack, <laughs> word up. So, hey, Let's engage. And I also want to remind you that we graciously receive donations of any size if you are so inclined. Your donations help us increase our value to you by presenting more resources, having conversations with other entree musicians, and designing content for the mindset, discipline, and focus of the entree musician. The Cash App Info is in the show notes, and I'm so very appreciative to those of you who have made significant contributions to us and the work that we do here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you have done. And for those of you who are still deciding, I just want to thank you in advance. Thank you. Now, here's my blessing to you as we close. 
May you win, prosper, grow, and succeed. May you fully fulfill your purpose on this earth with more than enough time to enjoy your life. May your problems be few and your celebrations many as you live out your dreams in the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I extend that blessing to you. Freely I give it. Hopefully you will freely receive it. My name is Jerry B. I am the Entree Musician and so are you. We will see you next time. God bless.